0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents folks talking sports. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Joining me is Andy Yanez of Gallery Sports and Willie Gibson from WTG Sports in Ohio. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm doing good, Chris. I think it's it's ready that we get into the show. A jam-packed
1: Sunday with a lot of news breaking pertaining to the Houston area and, and Will's getting
0: ready to play those New York Knicks. And he's got a lot of info to share. There's well. a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, where to start? Where to start? Let me see. Well, I'm going to get this, this big news out of the way first because it's business. And we are business, as well as sports entertainment. Going forward, this is the first show of many. This f- edition of Folks Talking Sports is the first show of many under the Houston Round Bar Review umbrella. That it will also air on the BS3 network on Roku. You can catch it. Yes, Roku. It will air on there going forward. This show, Full Talk of Sports, Andy's shows, plural. We're going to get we Will do some shows from Buckeye Land as well. We'll be part of the BS3 network. If you don't have BS3, go to that Roku and just download it, bs3network.com. In order Brandon Thomas, Tony M, thank you for chiming in. Brandon, you got talked about last night, man. Mr. 33 wins with the Rockets. <laughs> he stuck with it throughout, throughout. He never, he never wavered. Even more it was obvious that we're not going to get 33, but yes, the Rockets finished 22 and 60 and we'll be moving in another direction. They're not bringing back Steven Silas to coach them. We can talk about that. A lot to discuss here. First things first. Well, if you don't mind, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: allow me a moment to pat myself on the back. And you do the same for yourself as well for those who watch less, Rage Cougs. And we discussed a little bit last Sunday on folks talking sports relating to pertaining to the Houston Cougars men's basketball team. We told y'all the sky was not falling. We told y'all when Shimon Mark decided to transfer and go somewhere else, now it's Arkansas, that the coaching staff at Houston would be okay, would bring in talent. We told y'all not to worry. (laughs) Saturday, the first shoe dropped when Damian Dunn from Temple, 6'5 guard, announced he was coming to Houston. Today, this afternoon Sunday, the second shoe dropped when LJ Cryer announced he was transferring to Houston from Baylor. Andy, you got it. What do you want to add? Well, what's there
1: to add? Both to Chris, you were talking about Damian Dunn. Uh, I think that one's probably the name that kind of fell more under the radar when it comes to at least media buzz. I, I didn't really hear much about him coming in for a visit. Obviously, LJ Cryer, the, the former Baylor Bear. Was the one that got much more buzz surrounding, uh, just in terms of where he's coming from, being familiar familiar with the Big Twelve, and being one of the what was he the top five one one of the top five players in the transfer portal heading into uh, Sunday? Right. Yeah, right. So um, no, but like you said, the Houston Cougars landed two big guards to replace the uh, the voids being left by the two outgoing guards. Obviously, you mentioned Tremont Mark who chose to transfer last week, and of course, Marcus Sasser is going to be heading towards the NBA draft this offseason. But big gets, big gets, especially when it comes to LJ Choir, we'll both Houston got a first-hand experience of how lethal Damian Dunn is, and he was a big reason why Temple upset Houston in that January meeting at the Virtua Center earlier this past season. Uh, but in terms of LJ Choir, of course, we know what he's able to do when it comes from a shooting standpoint, over 40% from three this past season for the Baylor Bears. And that's something that the Houston Cougars could really use. It's something that will add an extra layer of versatility and think about it. They still have Emmanuel Sharp coming back. Who was their shooter this season. Uh, That didn't mean to do that. No pun intended on that with Emmanuel, but (laughs) all right, you know, just really, really a lot of depth. And most importantly, what they added experience because Damian Dunn, I know he still has two years of eligibility left, but his first season was going back to 2019 20. He didn't really get to play much that year due to injury, but he's been around the college landscape. The same goes with Cryer. And the interesting thing about Cryer, too, he's he's going to stay through the NBA draft process, but it's obviously expected that he'll be back for Houston in 23, 24.
0: <laughs> And LJ is a 42.5% shooter from three. Percentage-wise, he's a better shooter than Marcus Sasser from three, percentage-wise. So he he fills that spot. Damian Dunn, 6'5 guard, about 200 pounds. Out of the six games he played against Houston, he did not have great numbers against Houston. Everybody else, he did pretty well. He was solid. He's a solid player, durable, smart. He's a Coug. I'm not sure if I mentioned it to Andy a few times, but every time I saw the Cougs play Temple, I saw Temple play, I kept thinking to myself, Damian Dunn looks like a Cougar, a Cougar-type player. And lo and behold, he's from Kinston, North Carolina. He's from the North Carolina, Clina, North Carolina connection, that pipeline. So relationships there with go back to uh, Kellen Sampson and Coach, Coach Sam, Kelvin Sampson's days back in Carolina. So I'd heard about it. That Damien, he kept on the radar. He did not post it on social media as far as I saw. But I knew he was in town. Him and LJ pretty much in Houston Friday and Saturday. And I got a kick out of it when I saw some folks, Will. You know how I, how I feel about some folks, mm-hmm. national folks, saying, well, you know, Damien Dunn is going to go to Auburn or go somewhere else. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and then hours later, Damien Dunn posts mm-hmm. on social media. I committed to Houston. <laughs> so, okay. Got those two. And the sh- thing, what we'll well, I was okay. going to add, the thing about both players,
1: they committed shortly after their visits with Houston. Yes. Which, just to add, I mean, that that in and of itself says a lot.
0: And, Will, we're going to go mm-hmm. continue the college theme. You got some college news to share up there in Buckeye Land, don't you?
2: Yeah. Uh, the transfer portal was open. Down up in this way as well. Um, Jameson Battle, 6'7". Swing player, guard forward uh, from Minnesota, has committed to Ohio State for the 23-24 season. uh, Fifth year uh, senior, so he feels a a number of needs. One, veteran leadership. Two, um, he's a shooter. He -hmm. shoots 35% from three. Shoots seven threes per game. Now, that's a good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he shoots seven threes a game. Now, the significance of that is, um, the leader for Ohio State this year, Sean McNeil, shot four and a half per game. Ohio State shot 18.6 as a team this year. So, to bring in somebody that's shooting seven himself that's a veteran that's mm-hmm. going to score. I mean, it feels several needs for Chris Holtman uh, going into the season. So, um, indirectly, uh, Buckeye news as well. Caleb Love uh, committed to Michigan mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend as well. So, uh, you know, you know, Big Ten news, you know, that's something that the Ohio State fan base has to pay attention to. But Jenison Battle uh, is, is the first uh, of this season's transfer portal participants to commit to Ohio State.
0: And of all these transfers we've mentioned so far on this edition of Folks Talking Sports, they're veterans. They are veterans. And I think that's going to be something to look for regarding impact on high school seniors. Will more programs lean toward getting veterans from the portal instead of signing kids in out of high school? So we shall see. LJ Cryer was on the, the Baylor title team. Damian Dunn, three years at Temple. Well, he's more than that, he's redshirted a year. And he's gonna have a COVID year and another year. He's graduating from Temple next month. James Battle, veteran, fifth year, you said, yep. from Minnesota. So another intra-conference transfer. So LJ is going from Baylor to Houston. Houston going to the Big 12. We joining that in July. This is the new era of. Not quite pro basketball, because it's not really college basketball and what those purists has been that for a long, long time. <laughs> but, but you can say semi-pro or not quite pro basketball, but this is the way it is today and for the foreseeable future. Shout out to, to Terry Agent, underscore 299, from New Zealand. Hey. Yes, New Zealand. That's right. Rombard View is global, so keep that in mind as well. But yes, big news there in the transfer portal for the Cougs, the Buckeyes. And I think, Andy, you said it in Teron Mark. Wish him well in Arkansas. Don't wish him any ill will. We're just not going to spend much time on him like we did when he was here in Houston. If the Cougs play Arkansas, we can talk about that in another Folks Talking Sports. But, Andy, with the announcement of joining the BS3 network, there is the potential, the potential in due time that this show and other shows will be available Tuesday through Friday in a live format on the BS3 network from 12 to 1 Central, or will 1 to 2 Eastern. So we have that in our our back pocket going forward at platforms. You've seen me on the lunch break on Thursdays on throwback Thursday. That kind of became my day with AJ Jones. It was the Thursday time slot. Well, if we continue to progress like we grow, and grow sponsorship Hint, hit support the show, support the Houston Bar Review. support Andy and Will support us with the uh, sports stickers. You can show support with us like that here on the show. Contribute that way but also if you want to sponsor the shows on our different platforms because we're on Roku going forward, Twitter, you see folks Talk Sports, and, of course, on YouTube here as you're watching live on the Houston Round Bar View on YouTube. So there are different ways to reach us. And uh, you see Andy's Twitter account. I'm going to post my email address as well. But there are different ways to reach out to us. K Garden at the HRR.com for sponsorship opportunities because with our joining the BS3 network family, our audience is growing. We're going to reach more people, more people, more eyeballs. It helps you sponsors. So it's going to be a win win for everybody involved. And Andy, being the young genius that he is, already has ideas for content going forward that, uh, he will share in the near future. If you want to share some of that now, with some of your ideas, feel free young man. The floor is yours. Uh,
1: no, Chris, nothing in regards to, uh, but ideas easy, but I just want to reiterate, obviously, of course, it is very exciting just to continue to grow and have that, uh, uh, amplifier is kind of the perfect way to to the perfect word to use to catapult to a, to a new audience. It's hopefully, like you said, it's the beginning of of an exciting time for uh, the plethora of shows. But what's kind of been lost? Sorry, I'm going to segue into to still UH, but what's kind of been lost, and we have to talk about it even if, if it's for a little bit. Obviously, men's basketball stole the headlines with the additions of Damian Dunn and L.J. Crier. But football team, they had a bit of a disaster this past Friday when it came to the spring football game. Now, granted, some of it is stuff you can't control when it comes to the weather. Now, fans will argue the way they handled that, that basically the acts they could not control was not the best. Now, long story short, the spring football game for the Houston Cougars football team was scheduled to take place on Friday at Roughly 7 p.m., that's when the the game in and of itself would have started. And because of the weather in the area, essentially rain, thunderstorms that were projected forecasted for the evening of Friday, they chose to cancel the spring game altogether. But um, they still went ahead with the practice. They do have the indoor Facility for football on campus at the University of Houston. They chose to have a closed practice and just not allow any fans or even media to attend, and they went about it that way. Now, I I believe that their spring sessions are closing. I don't know if they officially close on Monday or they might have a few practices left, but the final spring availability for Houston Gurus football will culminate with a 12 p.m. Session with head coach Dana Holgerson and that that's pretty much it. They will not reschedule a spring football game. They will not have any other events until you know, I'm guessing closer to the season, and that left a bad taste in the mouth in a lot of Houston Cougar fans and supporters. That you know, they they won't even get a chance to see the current iteration of the team in the spring.
0: Will, what do you think about that from outside in Ohio? Looking at when you hear when you heard what Andy just said, what do you think about that?
2: All I will say is Ohio State has had spring games in the rain.
0: In the rain, what? Well, what in the rain? In the rain, in the, in the elements, in the weather. About that, you you can do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's mm. now, and it was forecasted. Really, the rain was forecasted come rain overnight Thursday night, Friday morning, and, and be done around noontime. That was pretty much the forecast. That was my question.
2: At 7 p.m. on Friday, what was the weather real time?
1: Yeah, It was raining, depending on where you were. I don't know if it was raining yeah. at TDC
2: State.
0: Yeah, it, it, was, it was gloomy. It wasn't thunderstorms, anything that was projected. The thunderstorms were forecasted to be done basically by Friday morning and at the latest lunchtime. So not 7 o'clock. But even as a a colleague stated, they could have moved it indoor to the practice facility. They could have done that. I mean, let's be real. Andy, Will, Wanda, Tony, folks who follow us discussing the Cougs. It's not like there are going to be thousands of folks attending anyway. So they could have fit in a few hundred in the indoor facility.
2: And I heard this was there's precedent for this because I heard there was a, a spring game at West Virginia a few years back that was canceled. Not necessarily for weather, but I think the common denominator in that is that the uh, <laughs> former head coach of West Virginia is the current head coach in Houston. Hmm. So there's precedent for spring games being canceled at the last minute. I'll just leave that there.
0: Andy, care to comment on that?
1: Uh, no, no comment to this point. I'd be curious to to hear um, what they say tomorrow. Like I said, that's going to be the final spring availability of for Houston. But I I think the biggest and the obvious, like I said at the at the beginning when I mentioned it, there was a lot of disappointing disappointment with Houston fans, and in particular, again, so Houston made one post, uh, kind of basically promoting. Uh, upcoming season tickets for the twenty twenty three season and of course their biggest marketing tools to get people to buy season tickets is it's the first inaugural year in the Big Twelve. Now the biggest reason why there's a lot of disappointment with with how things turned out spring game is because it was an opportunity. It was the first opportunity. And that was exciting building up because it was the first opportunity that Even us as media and fans in general, we're going to get a chance to see the two quarterbacks and Lucas Coley and Donovan Smith, who, regardless of who wins that quarterback quarterback battle by the time September rolls around and the first game of the season is here, they're two players that the fans have never really seen. I know Lucas Coley got a little bit of snaps, but really he, outside of a few handoffs and like, I think less than five throws overall in, in a few games. We haven't really gotten to seeing him. And then, of course, Donovan Smith transferring over from Texas Tech in the offseason. You know, that's really what a lot of the excitement was. A lot of the new additions across the offense and across defense. And it just didn't materialize in anything and didn't even get pushed back or at the very least kind of salvage it, whether it be like a meet and greet with the players or anything like that. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, if Hogerson tucks on it on Monday and if if they did have a plan B. What were kind of the conversations of like besides behind that decision process to cancel the the spring game and and would it have been possible to either get people into the indoor training facility or you know at least push back or at least do some type of event? What kind of were the backup options, you know, for for lack of a better word, that they could have employed and they just did. And again, they did practice; it just it closed, and I think that they still had a few recruits that were going to be at the spring game. I know a few people posted they had been invited to the close practice. So in the grand scheme of things, the biggest kind of people that were screwed by it were the fans and even media that didn't get to see any of the, the stuff that would have been from at the end of the day at the spring game. It's not like you were going to get the biggest takeaways from it, but it would have been a start. And again, it would have been a nice way to build up some type of excitement specifically about your program much more so than, Hey, we're going to, we're going to play Big 12 schedule next season.
0: You know, bottom line to me, is it's just – it's a missed opportunity yeah. to g- get the fans excited. Another reason to be excited no, for no joining the Big 12. And see that right there. A Cougar Pride event was tied into that spring practice, which was also canceled. It, it, this is just You're fumbling in the bag, man. It, exactly. You know, it, it's just – if if, if if it were a chance to make a good first impression on a new fan, new audience, new people, it's a failure. And you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And football is an outdoor sport. They could have. Clearly, this could have been handled so much better. It's bad enough. They, did, they didn't really begin promoting it until a, a week prior to Friday right so that didn't help i think they decided to cancel it cancel it what thursday thursday, thursday morning It's thursday
1: so, morning and and ryan of GoCooks.com, who's a friend of the postman jam and let's reach cooks um post game shows and channel he brought it up or I believe it was him someone brought it up where it's spring in Houston even though TDC Stadium is an outdoor arena so, like or stadium you sh- there should be a backup plan for an April shower that is pretty common at this time of the
0: year in the city of Houston. Imagine that. Agreed and let's go back to what Will said about West Virginia canceling the spring game under the same coach Who's not coaching the Cougars. So, just another example indicator that Dana drops the ball when it comes to marketing promotion. He just doesn't get it. He, he just does not get it.
2: But I guess my, my question would be why is he allowed to? Why is I he? Think, why is he yeah, with something it
0: like that,
1: that should be something that should be above him and all. It and on should. And on. <laughs> it yeah. should. But,
0: Will, now I'm going to go here because okay. it all ties together with the administration at the University of Houston for Athletics. Ronald Huey. Coach, how you doing? Ran (laughs) off five players. Five players. Let's talk about this. One of the five, Will, Andy,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Coach Report, Wanda, Keenan, was the second best player on the team, and she happened to win the sixth player of the year award in the American Athletic Conference. The second best player on the team, sixth player of the year in the entire conference, is is now at SMU, (laughs) okay, is now at SMU. And she's happy to be at SMU. Trust me, she is happy. She opened my eyes in our discussion on Friday. She is happy, happier to be at SMU than Houston. Coach Huey, zero trips to the NCAA tournament. We don't believe he'll make the NCAA tournament this first year in the Big 12. So that would make a nice round number of 10 straight years of zero trips to the NCAA tournament. He's still in charge. Why is he still in charge? Who's his boss? And then who's the boss of that boss? to allow this stuff to continue to fester for this damn long. Andy, Will, you go ahead.
1: Oh, the ahead. The oh well, what I was going to say, I was going to, uh, Chris, can you also mention uh, uh, one of the other players that had left too, that was a freshman.
0: Oh yes. Freshman player did not play at all this year. Signed one freshman, Will, one freshman. Didn't play her. She's gone. Why'd you bring her in here? Why was she signed?
2: hmm
0: <laughs> Okay. And then you can say, well, Chris, it's his team. It's his roster. He can do what he wants to with it. Sure. He's bringing in top-tier talent for the Big 12. He should. Is really? he? But bringing in, bringing in a young lady who shoots less than 40% from the floor, including 30.8 from three, Does not sound like an upgrade to me. Well, although technically, Andy, she might be an upgrade, even at 30% from three, because when the team's talking 25% of three-point shooter, I guess 30 is an upgrade. Still not a quality three-point shooter. She played, what was it I said? 30 games. 30 games this past season at the worst team in the ACC and went to the line 29 times. So not quite one free throw attempt per game. And she's going to be a benefit and help to you in the Big 12. Even though the Big 12 is kind of on a decline in terms of nationally relevant for championship contention. Really? And this is still OK. All right. Just think about that. Yeah, Wanda, that's what happened. Dana's still in charge of football and he will be because why? Why? Will, who's one of his, his good buddies? Tillman. Could and be. Tillman is owner of the Rockets. So let's shift gears to the news of the day, other news huh? of the day. Nice segue. Of folks talking sports here. The Rockets announced, well, not the Rockets didn't announce, but news reports, Chronicle, National Writers, etc., that the Rockets will not bring back Steven Silas to coach the team He had a team option on the fourth year. Three years in, he's gone. We're not surprised. It was to be expected. But where do you stand on this, Will? Because some fans were tired of, I guess, in their eyes, excuses that, you know, Steven Silas was hired to coach James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Russ won an out. Even though Russ asked for Silas, wanted out pretty soon, and those fans say, "Well, it's three years, man. He should have had a time to adapt and adjust. Yeah, he didn't it, he, he didn't get a chance to coach Russ and James. He got dealt a bad hand. He should have made the most of it, done better with it. He didn't do that. Time for him to go. What do you what do you say that to those that, that perspective?" Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I I agree. I probably wouldn't hang my hat too much anymore on our. I came here to coach Russ and James, but at the same time, look at what he was given. And with all due respect to the to the current roster, I mean, there's a there's young players, young players at no time. Okay, they got John Wall, but then he was told not to play John Wall. So you get a veteran that could come in here and help, and then you're told no. No, we don't want him to help. So, what? uh, Yes, he's the head coach. Yes, at the end of the day, the wins and losses are on his name. But I think the eyes should go up to the front office.
0: Yes, because the front office were the decision makers to sit John Wall. Exactly. It was the front office who
2: did that. Exactly. It's the the front office who failed to get him. An upgrade of veteran talent. I mean, Eric Gordon, how long did it take him to trade Eric Gordon? And what did they bring back? The buyout of Danny Green? I mean, you you, you got, last year was it Dennis Schroeder and you bought him out? Yep. I mean, what veteran did he ever have in his three years here? And you guys know better than me, and I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. What veteran did he ever have to coach?
0: That they, DJ yeah. Augustine. I was going to say DJ Augustine they didn't bring it back this year until the last two, three almost weeks, almost at the end of the season, because the Rockets Obon. were. We're talking Bobon, great team, great, great guy, great team player, but he wasn't role player. No <laughs> veterans within the within an eight, nine man rotation. Yeah, the front office was talking out of both sides of their mouth. We want you to develop the young talent. We want you to to improve the players. We're not going to give you too many veteran players to play. But then also, we need veterans on the team to help young players get better. Okay, so you're not going to give me veterans (laughs) to play, but this team needs veterans to help young guys get better.
2: Right. But don't
0: play them. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So I'm give you a veteran, but don't play him because then we might win too many games. (laughs) So
1: all right. No, that I mean that's. He, he was dealt, Steven Silas was dealt uh, a bad hand that it, it was just a no-win scenario for him. I mean, especially think of that the first year that he was here in 2020, right after they traded Harden. I mean, that team was a, a bunch of jigsaw puzzle pieces that just did not fit. And, and,
0: and hold on, I forgot it. This is true. After the, the, the trade, the Rockets won six of seven, and then Christian Wood got injured. They missed 20 games, or whatever, and they lost them all. They fell mm. apart. That's when everything went to hell, right? Went to trash when Christian Wood got injured because he became their best player. And Dallas Mavericks fans, y'all, we're gonna talk about that in a second, too. Um mm. Christian Wood became the Rockets' best player. And what does that say? Okay, <laughs> when Chris Wood is your best player. Uh, they lost him the injury. They had nobody else talented enough to fill his role. So everything went to pot then. And then you get John Wall. Yeah, John, you you you're playing too well, John. You're, yeah. See, we got a different objectives, John. We we want to improve but not win. So lead the guys by example from the bench or from the locker room or from Miami. <laughs> That's what it Definitely. ended up being. Um, so and this last thing, I don't know if anybody, Jay, Mon, Tony, have had a chance to read the article in The Athletic from Shams, Kelly Eco, and and I forgot the other person, Sam Sam Hammack, Hammack. Hammack, where they referenced there was a practice in, I think, 21. Well, GM Rafael Stone will interjected himself into practice to show players or suggest to players to do things differently. Wow. So Coach Silas had to say, you know, off to the side, that can't happen anymore, Rafael. So it didn't happen anymore. But that gives you an indication of how involved Rafael was. So if he did not have any more on-court interaction, he just interjected himself in other ways, i.e., no more John
2: Wall, i.e.,
0: you know, you should the play Eric these Gordon certain story. guys, the Eric Gordon. Oh, you know,
2: come on. So, so, so based on that reports. They think they're going to get a Nick Nurse or an Imi Udoka or the other names I've heard? The, the big-time names.
0: Yes, the big-time names. If you're a big-time coach, why would you want to come to an organization where the GM butts in
2: that no. much? No. 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 You don't. So,
0: so th- you know, there we go. That's, that's the question that the Rockets have to figure out. Because, obviously – They did not win. Well, see, this is where the Rocks front office have to really be honest. They won more games. It's only two. But they won more games this year than last year. Down the stretch, they began to play better. You saw the young guys improve. and They competed. They played better. You saw improvement in Jabari Smith, who no longer looks like a bust. Well, go figure. I can just give him a chance. He'll figure it out. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. Stiglin Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Missed 20 games and they struggled because he's their best playmaker and facilitator. He comes back, they play better. He plays better, more in the control, less turnovers. He scored better. You started to see signs that the team was improving. Defense, overall, still not very good. Clearly, not very good. Alp got better defensively the last few weeks. So they got in a little bit. Corey, I'll come to your your question in just a second. So they they started to improve. They improved enough win total. Well, only two wins. But it's still not good enough. We all knew, Stephen knew he was going to be fired. And I say this as well. Back to the culture, folks. If the culture was so bad in the locker room, and clearly the players knew, heard the rumbles that Stephen Silas' job was in jeopardy. They all knew it. They still played Thomas hard did. for him. And they still started playing better and winning games for him. So the culture must not have been as crappy as those will. Those national folks that led people to, to think. So, I'm going to get to Corey's question because here, right, this is going to talk Cougs. I got some info for you, Corey Well some info. But here are some candidates, and I did a YouTube short on this as well, but 18 names that the Chronicles, the Rockets beat writer, one of the best in the biz, Jonathan Fagan, have as 18 potential candidates for the Rockets' next head coach. 18? Wow. In alphabetic order, some are really pine the sky. So some head coaches, assistant coaches, and uh, Really less likely, guys. Okay. Kenny Atkinson. Okay. James Borrego. Scott mm. Brooks. Okay. Rockets hero, Sam Cassell. At some point, he's going to get a shot. Yep. Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Again? One of those, uh. uh. Adrian Griffin. Yep. Becky Hammond. Mm. I think at some point, she'll get a shot. Not here, but at some point. Dave Yeager. Okay. Rex Kalamian. Charles Lee. John Lucas. Very doubtful. I mean, why would you keep a man from the staff you just fired? But anyway, Chris Quinn. Another, uh, Kelvin Sampson. No. 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 Terry Stotts. Amy Udoka. Will? Jeff Van Gundy.
1: Yeah. It's brought up every
0: single cycle. Again? David Vanterpool. Somebody mm-hmm. will give him a shot at some point. Somebody. Give a shot. somebody. Yep. And then last but not least, Frank Vogel.
2: <laughs> Man. All right. So of that, I hear Sammy Cassell and Dave Yeager. Now, you didn't want Doc Rivers, but you want his top two assistants.
0: Oh, okay. So they want someone with experience. But again, that coach has to make it clear. Rafael. Don't come to practice. Keep your mind out of my practice. You deal with personnel. I'm dealing with the players. Okay? You're not going to do to me what you did to Steven Silas. So we'll see how that works with some of these experienced head coaches. You know, Terry Stotts may want to come back and might be okay with that arrangement. You know, who knows? A younger head coach... In my first head coaching job, I'm okay with that, Rafael. <clears throat> Maybe. But if they want an experienced head coach like Nick Nurse, oh, hell no. Mm. Rafael, no. No. Don't, e- don't even try, Rafael. Don't waste my time. Consi- no, don't waste my time. You call my agent, Rafael, I'm owed $8 million. Okay? My $8 million means you don't come to my practices. That's what my $8 million gets me. You can't do that. Click. So we shall see, but how it all plays out. I'm kind of curious how it all works. We'll discuss it here on Folks Talking Sports on Let's Talk Houston Rockets. We have going back to the another bit of good news. We got the additional platform on the BS3 Network, which is available on Roku. Change the way you watch TV. Get that app. BS3BS3, the number three, BS3 Network on RokuBS3.com. So, yes, going forward, putting it out there, you might see me and Andy will at some point every day of the week. You might get tired of seeing our handsome faces, but why would you get tired of seeing our no, handsome faces? No, none of that. Giving you some knowledge and insight and opinions. Mm-hmm. Back to Corey Miller's question. Let me see. Pull it back up. Regarding the Coogs. any additions, any more additions via the portal? Will and Andy and audience as of today, April 9th, no. The Cougs are done as of today, April 9th. Does not mean anything is possible, but the core has been established. You might see a player to decide to leave. And then if that were to happen, a spot would open up, and then the Cougs would go for the last spot. Andy, I think you agree with me, and I think the audience, the Coug fans agree as well. We believe the Cougs can use another veteran big man. Big. But yeah. in the case of young man Darius Bowser, they got Darius in August. Right? August? It goes late. I don't want to say around August. So if that scenario opens up, that might happen again. But that's in August. We're in April, so there's still an opportunity for a veteran big You see how the summer sessions go. And if you have some, if the staff has some concerns, questions about, "Mm."
1: Yeah, he joined August 4th. That's when they officially made dinner. yeah,
0: we're too young up front. This is working. We need another big body up front to help him practice. And come August,
1: there you go. And this year's team will be doing the international tour, correct?
0: I think it's been four it's years. Been I think four so. years. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Sampson, he hinted at it <laughs> of the destination, but he didn't tell us where that would be. So, yeah. So that would be another chance, an opportunity for, to build chemistry and see what you got against international competition. So, but Corey going forward as of right now, the Cougs are done via the portal. All right. We got names and why citizens likes his list, which list right there. Hmm. Dick Nurse, Eme, Frank Vogel, going to bring defense.
2: Will you got this one? What do you say, man? I, oh my gosh, who's that, Kenan? Thank you. I, I, you know where I stand on on Coach Mark Jackson. I don't understand it. I know we talked about it. I know. I know. It's, I know the reports. I know what's been said, and also know what's true. What's true? Not it's true. I know what's true. Mm-hmm. Um he has to get another shot. It's looking less and less likely, the years that pass. But he changed the game. I, let's let's call it what it is. Steph Curry was an injured, was an injured player, possibly on his, on his last legs. And he came in and said, You shoot the ball. Clay Thompson, you shoot the ball. And now everybody's shooting the ball. Let alone reviving those two gentlemen's careers. And by the way, creating a core along with Draymond Green for four championship-winning teams. I, I yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah,
0: and Kenny Smith agrees with
2: you. Yep.
0: I think a lot of former players agree with you. But to add to the, the head-scratching, the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey announced he's done as a coach and moving into the front office. Yeah. The list of candidates that James L. Edwards III, did the, the Pistons beat writer for the Athletic, Mark Jackson was not among that list.
2: It's <laughs> crazy, man.
0: I mean, I think the overlap between his list and Fagan was was uh, Udoka. And Charles Lee. I think that was it. He had No Sonny Cassell, really. Eight. Wow. But yeah, it was just those two. I think that's right. It was just those two in common. And of oh. course, as long as Dwayne Casey's in the front office, Nick Nurse is not going to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is not happening. So, no. but maybe at some point, Mark Jackson, but it doesn't seem to be anytime soon. But it <clears throat> so would make say,
1: sense with this iteration of the Rockets, you would think. I mean, young talent, uh, uh, a presence that again he has that that experience and background. But you you kind of wonder because it, it always he never gets mentioned as as often and in, in a lot of these head coaching candidates. I mean, he he hasn't had a head coaching job since he left the Warriors, and it's geez, it's about to be close to decades since
0: his last head coaching job. Because he he was in the mix for the Kings job, yep, and then they went right, yep. But, but then would...
2: there was also some trepidation on his part because he would have been replacing this guy, Mike Malone. Right. Mike Malone was his top assistant, so he didn't want to necessarily step on those toes. Um, he was, he got a courtesy interview with the Knicks a few years back. Um, and that's been about it. He was. Oh no, no, he was in the mix with the Lakers before, with the uh, the Frank Vogel cycle. Yeah. He was in the mix with the Lakers, but uh, and I think that was a clutch sports piece. 'Cause he is represented by Rich Paul. Right. Um, but yeah, that's 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 about it.
1: A decade. It's almost gonna be a decade. You would figure so, that at least one team would would take a shot considering that after he left they launched the Warriors, but
0: we'll see him in these final few moments of this action packed info packed edition of Folks Talk of Sports here on the Houston Round Bar View on YouTube and on Folks Talk Sports Twitter. Let's back up. Let's talk about the women's final four. And Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark. I find it. What, what was y'all's reaction to the <clears throat> everything about it? This. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that Caitlin Clark still does that. She does it most of the season. Apparently part of her yeah. Iowa. Yeah. You know, part of her, Iowa promo. Yes. Uh, photo shoot. Angel Reese, it's just <laughs> it, it, it to me it's an indication of you saw who does not watch women's basketball. Yep. Okay, because if you saw it, you watched it throughout the season, that's part of Kayla Clark's thing. Angel Reese, part of her whole brand is doing things like that. It's as if Women can't trash talk, you know, that does happen, right? I mean, if you watch them play, that's what they do, yeah. And clearly, um, aging dating myself, y'all never saw or and still to this day don't see Dana Taurasi play. Dana Taurasi talks more trash and backs it up time and time again. She did it at UConn, she did it in high school, she did it at UConn, she did it, she doesn't. The WNBA, this is part of what they women's players do and have done. Yep. So, but nearly 10 million viewers tuned in for the Iowa LSU game. Most ever watched women's basketball game, women's college basketball game. It's great for the sport. The eyeballs, y'all need to watch the game more. And lo and behold, the WNBA draft is tomorrow evening. Yep. I don't know enough about it to, to beyond. Aaliyah Boston and a few others who's in it I know that nobody from Houston in it Like the Cougars or the Rice Owls I know that <clears throat> but that was a cheap shot But at some point someday In the future maybe when Andy's 51 Years old <laughs> the Houston Cougars Will have a WNBA draft prospect On women's side uh, Well maybe How old are you getting Andy? 30? 21? 22? 23. 23 So 28 years we've got 28 years Will to see if the Houston Cougars have a WNBA prospect again since Chandy Jones and Santo Little. Wow. Whew. That's a long time. All right. Getting here. Sam Cassell, Brandon, wish list for the Rockets. Wise citizen Sam Cassell as well. We'll see. This is the key right here. Tony M wants the new coach to be held to the same standard as Silas was. Well. (laughs) Well, I think
1: you would imagine depending on who, I mean, regardless of who's the new coach that they bring in, all the pressure shifts to the front office and it's got to be on rafael stone yes would, and that's that's one thing
0: it has to be the athletic touchstone for sure that with the heats on rafael stone now the higher coaching higher personnel moves bring in some veterans using the cap space where i have almost 60 million dollars in million. cap room this summer oh
2: gotta do it
0: so gotta upgrade the roster with and see they're gonna upgrade the roster with, with some veterans I guess these veterans, it'll be okay to win, to win games going forward. Well, of course, there's one veteran, Tony, Brandon, j Will, Andy, James Harden. James Harden <laughs> saying hi. What do you all say about that one? Nothing. Andy, what do you say about that? We didn't ask you about it, I think. James Harden as a Rocket, again. <laughs> <laughs> it makes...
1: <laughs> well, I guess you can't say it makes no sense. You know what it comes comes across. If I'm gonna use an analogy. I'm gonna pull my best Colin Cowherd. But geez, the Rockets are gonna look like one of those uh, partners that they just can't get over their ex. Got to get back. Got to reunite with your first love, even though I guess technically he hasn't worked for Harden too because he's been uh <laughs> gone to a few different teams. But uh, at at some point, Houston's identity, I, mean, I know for. It's been a decade now. I think now that's starting to sink in that 2013 was 10 years ago, but uh, it's been 10 years. They went through the the James Harden um, face of the franchise era. What what I, if you bring Harden <laughs> back? What is that signifying? Like
0: okay, J is what does that get on the it, top? That's what it signifies, J Mon. <laughs> Rockets have it, let that, James Harden use them enough. He's the
1: reason they got in the mess after they traded away Chris Paul for Westbrook and then Westbrook left and then they just left the high and dry again. So at some point you gotta you gotta move on. You gotta find a new identity outside of him. Is Twitter running the Rockets <laughs> organization? That's a great point. That's Tony a M. great question.
0: That is a great no, question.
1: You can't you can't go back to James Harden, especially you got KPJ, you got Jalen Green, you'd imagine I saw something where the Rockets have a 26% chance to get the a, a, a sixth pick in the draft or something like that because they won. Uh, and,
0: yeah, and actually, the Spurs and Rockets have the same record, and I think the Spurs, in, in terms of head-to-head, are now ahead of the Rockets. In ter- So the Rockets could finish seventh in the lottery because I think the Spurs had a worse division record or something like that because they, they split 2-2 head-to-head in the four games in the regular season, and the Spurs had a worse division record. I think I think that's how it will work out between the Go ahead,
2: Will. Can I say something? I just want to let you know, how happy I am not to have to think and project those scenarios anymore. I just wanted <laughs> to say that because it's been a while, but I don't have to do that this year. I'm and so the, happy. And the Cavs are the four They're, seed, I mean, Four right? seed, home court advantage. The four so seed, the and most importantly, Will,
1: they finally are on to the next chapter outside of LeBron James.
2: But they have they been. Finally that, the that's door. that's again, Chris. The National Reporters. The 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 the, the inner workings, the team, they have been for a while. Four years now.
0: But so. you know there we go. Why citizen they're doing a coin flip next week. There you we go. So that'll be the Spurs and Rockets right there. Um Rockets bring back James Harden. They'll win some more games. They'll sell some more tickets. They're not gonna compete for a championship in it. The next two, three years of James Harden. And to me, you know, and folks can say James done a better job with the youngsters in Philly. Okay. But if you bring James in here, he's taking minutes from somebody.
1: Depending on who they draft. Depending on who they draft. PPJ, bring Kpj
0: off the bench. You want James Harden and Jalen Green to be your starting backcourt. you know Brandon he's with the, depends on the lottery pick and I still maintain it Brandon's one of the few because we talked about this Saturday night on Let's Talk Houston Rockets he does not believe Brandon I think it's you Brandon F he does not believe the Rockets need Victor Wimbenyama mm-hmm. so and there's a few other fans and i even some colleagues who believe the Rockets don't need Victor Wimbenyama Man, he's talking about a a generational talent. Rocks don't have that (laughs) on their roster. Neither does Detroit, neither the Spurs. You know, talk about a generational talent. So we'll see. May 16th is the lottery. We'll see what happens. In these final few minutes, let's discuss the Dallas Mavericks. And also (laughs) talk about Rudy Gobert. And Minnesota, two teams, two franchises that swung the fence for trades. Those trades didn't look too good now. Mavs got Kyrie. Mavs tanking, tanked Friday. And I think they did today.
2: And today. What
0: What are your thoughts on the Mavs just really outright tanking, outright tanking to improve their chances to not lose this year's first round pick to the Knicks?
2: I mean, they named the difference between what they did and what Portland did. Yeah, they possibly could have gone to the playing game and lost. And then it's a guarantee that pick is gone because you're no longer in the top. It's a top 10 protected first round pick. Right. You go to the play in, you're not, that top 10 protection is gone at that point for, for all, intent, all intents and purposes. So the issue is, that garbage trade Mark Cuban tried to pull off. Kyrie was not... I don't remember when I saw it happen. They were fourth in the West when they traded for Kyrie Irving. And they traded everybody to get Kyrie Irving. Dorian Finney-Smith. Spencer did with him. Those are your defensive players for Kyrie and Luka who who plays negative 4,080 defense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so... That's the problem. Not the taking and the sitting of the players Friday and today. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Roster construction. Yeah. The piz- Minnesota. The, the pieces thing. didn't fit. And going back to last season, even when they signed – or when they landed Christian Wood from the Rockets, I st- that, that wasn't the step they needed to make, in my opinion. They, they didn't need another score. I know they lost – Jalen Brunson but what they needed was to kind of for me from a big perspective I feel like they needed an athletic big that could have kind of been an anchor in the paint that could have been a defensive presence and all season long they never had that and then like Will said when they traded for Kyrie Irving it was kind of like a a Hail Mary attempt to try to have enough star power to carry over a hump that just didn't come together didn't come
0: to fruition and random comment i'm get get andy and will's comments on it if the rockets win the lottery and get victor victor is going to start victor jabari kj martin jabari will play the five victor won't play five a lot if at all hey that young man is skilled enough we have to see what he can do against american nba players yes He's got long. He's got freakishly long arms. He can recover, help side defense, lateral quickness, all those things. We'll see how that all plays out. He will play in the NBA. He will start in the NBA. They'll figure it out. What's best suited for him, and in that scenario, Alper and Shingun would come off the bench, because you know Rockets may want to see if Victor could play that small forward in certain matchups. It figure it out. When well, you got talent, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, the Cavs with some of their jumbo lineups, they figure it yeah. out. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the pieces have to complement each other. If they do. They'll figure it out. It's much better to work from a strength of, position of strength, and say, well, you know, we got too much of this. And then, we have none of that. Instead of, We ain't got nothing. (laughs) We have have nothing anywhere. So May 16th, that will be the day when a lot of franchises will celebrate or cry in their beer, (laughs) and and we'll discuss it. Doc Kavir, how are you doing? Doc's going to be possibly joining our future endeavor as well on the BS3 network. Rudy Gobert threw a punch at slow-mo. Wow, y'all saw the clip. Yep. Got sent home, but sent home at, at halftime. Half yep. Because it happened in the first half. Yep. They play The
2: Lakers. They play the Lakers on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. And oh, man. You think the – okay. Do y'all believe
2: Minnesota will play Rudy in that game? Nope. If they do, if they play Rudy Gobert in that game, their front office is a joke. Period. Period. You can't have him swing on a player in the huddle, and just say, "But you know what? It's the playoffs. We traded four first round picks to get you." Okay. No, you got he he he, he can't play. And if I want to go hot take right now, he can't play in Minnesota again.
0: Okay, I'm just reading now. This is about 45 minutes ago. Wode tweeted, and I'm sure the Timberwolves B writers as well have discussed this and tweeted it. But, and we're all grown here, folks. Okay, so I'm not talking oh, yeah, with profanity.
2: That's okay?
0: what he called <laughs> it. Slow mo said to Rudy, shut the I won't say it.
2: Yeah, shut <laughs> the F
0: up. I'll say the B word. I'll say it's, it's Shut the F up, bitch. That's what he said. Yeah. Rudy didn't like it. Then, <laughs> the, reply <laughs> wait, is, the reply is Rudy sent an apologetic text to Slowbo. Kyle Anderson, if you don't know the nickname Slowbo.
2: Yeah, I was Kyle helping. Anderson. I was like help. I knew it was Kyle Anderson, but I didn't I didn't get the Slowbo. And
0: uh, Rudy said, quote, we'll speak about it and move on. We're grown men. So at the time you were offended, he told you to shut the F up. Yeah. But now we're gonna speak about it because we're grown men. <laughs> okay.
2: Nah, the emotions get to you, you know. Eat the moment. Right hey, <laughs> it was that one the only one and, and the Clippers uh, Suns game. Oh yeah, <laughs> Highland, and uh, uh my, was it Miles or Miles P- Miles uh, Bates. Miles Bates. Bates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They went at it a little bit. <laughs> Pressure burst pipes, man. It's time of year.
0: Oh man. So we'll see. And oh yeah, that's what I want to pull up. Um, Alan, Mr. Tran, Tran, thank you very much. You got my joke about uh, the sky is not falling to Kook fans. But yep, because last Saturday I put out there while I was at to get ready for the uh, final four semifinals that Kook fans, the sky is not falling. The Cougars will be okay. <clears throat> Fast forward to this weekend, they brought in two talented players to fill, fill a void. And so they're doing fine. All right, real quick, these final few moments of Folks Talking Sports. The Houston Ron Bar View presents Folks Talking Sports. Live on YouTube, live on Twitter at Folks Talk Sports, and we'll be at some point rebroadcast on Roku. Yes, on Roku on the BS3 Network, and that will be another place to catch these shows—my shows, Andy's shows, our shows. Will gonna get some Buckeye love in there too. Will Do that oh, yeah. as well. Oh, so yeah. we're branching out, reaching a new audience, a growing audience. Here we here we go, Tuesday. Playing schedule is set. Hawks at the Heat. 6.30. Central. Sorry, Will. Thank you. <laughs> 7.30 Eastern. Who you got? Heater, the home team. Oh,
2: uh, I got the Heat, man. Atlanta, Atlanta I don't
1: Ryan. trust Trey Young. All right. I think, what the what the, was Atlanta's record? Because all season long, I saw that they were the epitome of a 500, 500 team. 500,
0: yeah. Back and forth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: One game above or 500, like for what, 25 games in a row, something like that. I
1: was even I the was, amount of points they gave bizarre. up and they scored was identical. Oh, yeah, it's just crazy.
0: So, who you got Andy? Oh, Miami, simple Lakers, Timberwolves, the Lakers. Lakers. All right, Wednesday's playing games, Bulls at Raptors,
1: Chicago.
2: I'm gonna go with the Raptors. Minnesota.
0: I'm going with Toronto. All right, then last one, OKC at the Pelicans.
1: OKC, okay, I agree. I go with Oklahoma City.
0: Hmm. Why do y'all? Why do y'all say that?
1: SGA Young. Yeah, they SGA probably have the now. best player on the court. And I mean, Brandon
0: Ingram says hello. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the Pelicans are short. They don't have though. They haven't had Zion for the past what few months.
2: Yeah, they got short-handed. He has a place in January. <laughs>
1: so, I don't know. Just something about it tells me OKC will win
0: because
2: OKC is the
0: outlier to young teams and development, development, quick development. Yep. So, but salute to them. But they made the plan because the Mavs cratered. <laughs> I mean, yeah, facts. But they took advantage of it, so it wasn't not their fault the Mavs cratered. You know, hey, all right, just real quick, first round. Well. Saturday, first round, game one. Brooklyn at Philly. The series starts. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Who you got in the series? Can Brooklyn shock the world?
1: No.
2: Will they Go can? But I I like I like Embiid. Embiid's on okay. a mission right now.
1: Yeah, I, Philly in five. Might be in four.
2: Will.
0: No, Will, I'm you, not gonna say four. Prediction. Your prediction. Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh, no go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, the I'm gonna you down five. I'll give him okay. one. Nixon Cavs, Will.
2: Oh all wow, you're
0: gonna do this to me?
2: Yeah. All um <laughs> can I can I go national and say I'm covering the series so I can't make the yes, prediction? Yeah, fair. okay. Yeah, I'll do that. No, oh, yeah. he gotta pick someone. I'll do that. I'm covering it. I can't. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah.
0: Okay. Andy, what you say? I'll I'll take his place.
2: Quentin Grimes will
1: lead New York past. No, I'm sorry. Wow. I think uh, doing this, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think this will be a toss but I think this will be a good series. But honestly, I'll give the I'll give the edge to Cleveland. I think Cleveland has it in seven. I think it'll be a good series. I think I hope it's a good series. series for sure. Yeah, I think Cleveland overall has the more. I mean, they have Donovan Mitchell. They have. I feel like they have top to bottom, uh, the better talented rosters. So I think they'll
0: they'll they'll pull it out. I'm gonna go Cavs in six. Since you picked no. seven, I don't want to be the same. So they're just being different as far as games. And then the last one, I'm kind of curious what y'all think, Andy and Will, and then the folks chiming in and still watching us in the comment section on YouTube. Warriors and Kings. Warriors mm. and Kings. Do y'all believe in Clay Thompson saying, now nah, the playoffs started, we're going to flip that switch and we're the best team in the West?
1: No. No,
2: I don't believe that. No.
1: It's it's you you are what you have been for the course of the whole season. They've been inconsistent as heck, especially on the road. But I do think that they could they could upset Sacramento because of that youth factor. It's the first time that a lot of these players have ever been in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Granted, Sacramento would be a crazy environment. What is it? The first time they've hosted playoff games in twenty years, seventeen years? Yep. But the Kings I don't know. the Kings. Yep, I think, I think Golden State could put off. I'll say Golden State in six. It reminds me of when uh, who did um, wasn't it Golden State in Denver that played a while ago? Or I think it was last year, two seasons ago, or something along the line. I, I think it's similar, and I think I, I think Golden State can upset them, but I don't think they'll go on a deep run and get back to the finals.
0: Okay, well, what you say? Warriors or Kings?
2: Warriors. Warriors.
0: How many? Six. Man. All right. Um, I have no. Sorry, Coach Brown. I have zero confidence in what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm picking the Kings. Boom! Kings in seven. Kings in seven. I'm gonna pick that. Yeah, Kings in seven. Nobody oh, gonna what? pick the Kings except folks in Sacramento, <laughs> you know. But yeah, why not? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick De'Aaron Fox, winner of the I forgot what year De'Aaron. I'm getting old. Winner of the Gavi Lewis Award. 2014. That sounds about right. I'm picking the Kings. Uh, you know, so yeah, why not? I I wouldn't bet on it. I'm not going to put my money on it. I won't be shocked if the Warriors win the series, but I'm, I'm being like Peter Vesey did back in the day, Will. I'm just going to toss stuff out there and wow. see if stick to the wall. Wow, so. you went
2: there. Hey, so, I'm going to say this. You know how, like, for regular season awards, their teams are in the playoffs. They usually do, a, you know, a pregame home court award presentation. Yeah. I recommend Sacramento presents Mike Brown Coach of the Year in Game 2. I'll just say that. Facts because that might be it, it might be it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's that's fair,
0: yeah. All right, thank you very much. This is an action packed show. Uh, we, we touched on probably more rockets than we have in an additional folks talking sports, but a lot of reals warranted today with the news that Steven Silas will not be back as the head coach. I'll have uh, another few more less talk Houston Rockets shows specifically later on, so subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button, support the channel with any of those stickers, chats that are available on all the videos on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. Andy's channel is getting that, getting close and close to that that stage on YouTube where he can get. I think
1: we got nine hundred subs to there. Might have, might be just under.
0: So get those viewers up for him. Way. Oh yes, Effie, we did talk about L.J. Cryer and Damian Dunn. We sure did uh, talk, touched on that in an earlier part of the show. Two big gets for the Cougs, uh, Damian Dunn, 6'5, 200 pounds. Elder Cryer, three point shooter, better percentage shooter than Marcus Sasser, not the defender that Marcus Sasser is slash was, but feels that three point threat void need that the Cougs had. So it was big. It was not a surprise to us. Not a surprise to me, folks. This is is now going to be a theme going forward. For me, Andy, Will, come to people who cover the teams, the local writers, beat writers. Don't live and die with those national folks. Okay? come to the local right, We need some love too. We need some shine. We need some support too. We're here with the teams much more often, more consistent than the national guys. The national guys for a reason. Because they cover everybody. <laughs> so, if you would have watched YouTube on Friday, Saturday, I hinted at Damian Dunn a couple of days ago. I knew who was coming in. I didn't name him because he didn't put out he was visiting here. I knew he was here. It was crier. Just saying, I'll, you know, we know local folks know love, know the teams too. FV, the four is going to be Juwan Roberts. The five, the plan is for the five to be Javier Francis. It's up to Javier to earn that in this summertime, the summer sessions. It's on him. But as of today, and to wrap it up and give it to Will and Andy to close it out for them. How you can find them. As of today, the starting five is will be, well, in my opinion, because I'm not Kelvin Sampson, Javier Francis, Jawan Roberts, Damian Dunn, LJ Cryer, and Jamal Shedd. Yes, yes, we know, I know Jamal and LJ are still have the name in the NBA draft for input, but they'll be back. So that is the five as of today. FE right now, yes, the Rock, the Cougars, excuse me, are done in the portal as of today. But look at the roster. Y'all are smart. Y'all should, you should see some spots and things aren't there, okay? So trust me. <clears throat> trust me on that one. They're not. Guys may leave and guys may, why, where am I going to play? Well, if guys leave, then hmm, good luck to you, young man. Spots open up. That's how things go now. Stretch forward coming to Houston? Uh, no. <clears throat> right now, as of today, the Cougs are done. Young men have until May 15th to transfer <clears throat> and be immediately eligible with a new team. If that happens, other guys leave, then spots open up. But uh, can I see Juwan developing until four? Yeah. We, Andy and I saw him shoot outside shots all throughout the season. Never did it in games, so I think that would be the plan going forward for him. So, thank you very much, everybody, for watching us. Keep in mind, we're soon going to have this show on a new platform, in addition to our current platforms of Twitter and YouTube, we're going to be on Roku. Andy Yanez, the youngster of the group, how can people find you and keep up with you on social media?
1: For sure, they can follow me on Twitter at Aon is underscore five. Most importantly, also be sure to hit, sub, sub, hit the subscribe button to the Pod Slamma YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, like I mentioned, we're just 100 more subscribers away from hitting that 1,000 milestone. And that, that's the big goal. So please be sure to do that as well. That's at Pod Slamma Jamma on YouTube at, at P-A-W-D-S-L-A-M-A-J-A-M-A.
0: Mr. Gibson, how about you, sir?
2: Thank you, sir. Um, always good can find me on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Gibson 7 uh, Facebook, Will Knowles. And lastly, I'll end with this. If Jason Kidd is on his third head coaching job in the NBA, there's no reason Mark Jackson can't have a second.
0: Well put, sir. And I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. Catch me on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. Houston Round Bar Review also... Is on YouTube, as you guys know. Houston Round Bar Review on TikTok and on Instagram. HoustonRoundBarView.com. Wrapping it up. Thank you very much, everybody, for your comments. Don't be a stranger. We'll continue providing content like this. Folks talk of sports and, and other shows throughout spring, summer, fall, winter. Sponsors. Oh, one more thing. Sponsors as well. Interested in sponsoring. Audience is growing. Trust me. Audience is growing. New platform on Roku, YouTube, Twitter. You have opportunities to advertise on our shows. So thank you very much for your comments. This was a lot of fun. Thank you as always to Andy and Will for their input. We appreciate it. And until next week, guys.
2: Uh, Yeah, cash play Saturday, so I should be good.
0: All right. Andy, good for you next week?
2: Most definitely.
0: All right. So until then, everyone, take care. Peace.